All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Friday, June 9th. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. Clayton, big weekend coming up. We've got the debut of the latest Transformers movie, Rise of the Beast. But the the biggest beast in the business has risen with us tonight. Wanna B.O. intern Christopher is joined the show. So, Christopher, welcome back to the BO Boys. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back, guys. Uh, I'm excited to talk BO, as always. It's always a great week when I get to be on the BO Boys. So, uh, we're going to talk this Rise of the Beast, this new Transformers movie, and we're going to talk the second weekend of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Burst. But first, it is the end of the academic year. It is early June. Schools are closed. School's out for summer. Summer vacation is upon us. So let's take stock of this is the the first full year, first full school year of your internship here at the BO Boys. So we'll, we'll do a little quick, I, I guess, uh, dual review here. So first, you tell us, how has it been going? How has the internship gone so far? What have you learned from working at the BO Boys? Uh, I've learned the inner workings of what it's like to be at the big, uh, the B.O. Boy headquarters. And uh, I'd like to tell everyone it it lives up, whatever you've been dreaming up in your head, it definitely lives up to the hype. Uh, great work environment there. I love working with the guys, um, get into like, hear all these people like Scott Mendelson and Jeff Bach and even now Kurt Menahan, uh, saying how great we are. It's just been great experience and i look forward to doing it through the next school year so you're you're what what do you guys have to say about me well you're you're you know you're at the college you're you're at a a big frat school a big party school which is great we want you to party we want you to have a good time in between your Mm -hmm. internship work um so now that you know everyone knows that uh kirk metahan is a huge bo boys fan we're gonna the lawyers are working on getting them on the show soon but the fact that a star at Barstool is a B.O. Boys fan and is plugging the show, I, I would imagine now that is sweeping through the college scene, right? I mean, I'm sure you are Stoolie, all your friends are Stoolies. Where Do you see this just being a gigantic, uh, you know, big piece of news throughout the colleges that now Barstool is into the B.O. Boys? Oh, 100%. I don't think you will talk to anyone in my age group that doesn't know what Barstool is. So getting a mention on there is going to be huge for the show. Everyone wait. We're, we're only getting bigger and better after that. There's no way. There's only up from here. That's awesome. So you're, you're you know, ground zero at the frat party. So, you know, fan those flames, spread the word. So, yeah, now it is time to review you to give you your, you know, end of year academic report. I mean, we'll start with Professor Clayton here. Uh, Clayton, how do you think uh, that this young man has done so far? You know, he started in the fall semester, basically he's been here for the fall and spring semesters, you know, been here through Avatar Way of Water, been here through uh, the Shazam fiascos and the quantum mania fiascos and the Renfields, but also through the super Mario brothers. So, you know, he's had quite an academic year. How is, how, how do you think wannabe O intern Christopher has fared so far? I mean, I think he's done great. I mean, the social media feed, it has been great. The clips have been great. You know, uh, I mean, I think that, you know, it takes a lot to keep this machine running and you are the grease, my friend. Yeah, he is the grease. So that is a, the first thing on your report card is you are the grease. I think that is something as you head out into the working world in the next couple of years and you're putting your resume together. He I am grease is something mm-hmm. I think you could you could put on there. Qu- you know, quote from B.O. Boy Clayton. I am the grease. So, well, and also I think that's one of the. Yeah, that's such high praise. I don't think I can, I can't get any better than that. Yeah. I, I also think, I mean, and with this episode, I mean, you are, you're a, a touchstone into the youth of America. You are, you have your finger on the pulse. It's very important for us to know what the kids are watching because we are not in that age group. You are in the prime demo. And that is also 
uh, a great asset to have is somebody who we can just shoot ideas to and be like, hey, are the kids into this? Will the kids watch this? I mean, this movie especially that we're going to get to, Rise of the Beast, not Rise of the Beast, which Pat keeps saying like it's some sort of devil movie. It is the Beast's not Rise of the so Beast. So it's multiple that is, Satans in this It's not film. about Satans. This <laughs> no. is about uh, Transformers that turn into animals, if you can believe it. What will they come up with next? But this type of thing. So it's not like Transfiguration. Sort of, it's Transformers. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So yeah. mm-hmm. it's it's this sort of thing that especially someone like Pat, who was very low on the Cross the Spider-Verse movie, which I was high on. Um, so was I. Yes, thank you. You were. Uh, needs young people like me and yourself to keep him abreast of what is going on on the college campuses. So here, here's, you know, uh, to, to continue on your report card, here's something else I think you've done a great job of, want to be on intern Christopher, is on these social mm-hmm. media clips, I would say you have been very fair in depicting what happens on this show, you know, because you and this is going to be something as you head out to the working world is going to be very important is to that the people who are above you, you've got to make them all think that you're on their side. And I think you've done a good job of that in balancing the uh, uh, the back and forth between Clayton and myself is. Each of us always feel that wannabe O intern Christopher is on our side when he's picking these excerpts. You know, when you go back and forth one week, it'll seem like you're, you know, uh, a pro Clayton one week, you'll seem like you're pro Pat. So at the end of the day, we always think like, okay, he likes me better. And I think that's Mm -hmm. a very important skill that you need to have as you go out to the working world is you got to make everyone else who's above you think that you're on their side until you could finally surpass them, step on them, crush them and move mm-hmm. on. And I think you've done a good job of that in the way you uh, clip the show for social media. Thank you. Yeah. So good, good job playing us against one another. I, I think, I think you've, you've uh, done that very well. But with that, who, who is your actual favorite? Um, I can't, I can't say you can't, can't do that to me right now. So he passed, right. he passed the he test. Passed the test. He passed, he passed the test. test. <laughs> that he, was such he, a test. If you picked one, we both would have turned on you. So, mm-hmm. oh, well, okay. Didn't Good. matter. Didn't yeah, matter. Didn't who. matter who you picked. We both would have turned on you. So great job. Um, yeah, you're, you're doing an excellent job. And, uh, you know, as the show gets bigger and your role gets bigger, um, I think you're going to be, you're going to be going out to the working world soon, being able to pick and choose exactly what you want to do because <laughs> mm-hmm. of the success of the BO boys. Uh, and you know, just a little tease before we get into the weekend preview, there was a very special, uh, internship project that want to intern Christopher was in charge of something called, uh, BO court. And that will be dropping on the bo boys youtube channel within the next few days it is going to happen it's a lot listen when it drops on there it's it's one of those you know it was a pilot that was made several months ago and so just know that when it goes on there it may it may seem like oh why are they talking about stuff that happened a while ago you'll it's something we did a few months ago want to be a winter and christopher conceived it edited it it's going to be exclusively not on the podcast feed on the BO Boys YouTube channel. So look for that. So great job on that one to be Owen Turner Christopher. It will be dropping any day now. Very exciting. Sounds good. All right. Can't wait. Let's get into the uh, the business of the day, which is previewing the Transformers, right? Several Transformers, Rise of the Beasts. Several yes. beasts. Great. Several mm-hmm. beasts. So this is the latest film in this franchise. It is the second straight Transformers film to not be directed by Michael Bay. Of course, there was a 2018 Bumblebee movie starring John Cena that was always meant to be, I guess, a little bit of a smaller movie, even though I would say that sort of underperformed. It ended up at 127 uh, at the domestic box office, 460 worldwide. Did okay. But this Transformers Rise of the Beasts 
was supposed to be a return to form to the heyday of the Michael Bay series. You know, those movies in the uh, 2010s did Bafa Bobo. You had uh, two of them made over a billion dollars. The first one made over 800 million. Uh, And then last night was the one that sort of was the downturn of the franchise, made 130 domestic, 600 million worldwide. So this one, when it was greenlit, was supposed to be, all right, back to Transformers being a gigantic, you know, top three of the summer, summer franchise. And guys, it does not feel like that is going to be the case. It feels like this Transformers Rise of the Beasts is going to be not Michael Bay level at all. So how are we feeling going into this opening weekend? I'll go to want to be a winter to Christopher first, you know, give us the, what's the word on the college campus? Are people excited? Are youngsters excited for this new transformers movie or has this franchise, you know, not clawed its way back to the top? Uh, I think it's very in the middle. I've had some early on. I don't think anyone really wants to see it. I remember I had one friend. I remember texting me saying the CGI and like the first trailer did not look very good. And he was not interested in the movie at all. But I think as it's gotten closer to release, it has picked up a little steam. But especially with a movie I bet we're going to talk about later across the Spider-Verse that has just sucked up so much air out of the room. I think this Transformers movie is going to get lost in the shuffle this summer yeah i mean it definitely feels like lost in the shuffle is the way to describe this whole transformers movie clayton what about you uh you know speaking from our generation the one that should be nostalgic for transformers i feel like that fueled a lot of the michael bay 2010s transformers was that 80s and 90s nostalgia Uh, i don't feel like that's the case with the, you know, the demo that would have been kids of 80s Transformers. I don't feel like our generation is particularly excited about this, but am I wrong? Are are old people excited? You tell us about the old people, Clayton. Yeah, good. good. Take a nice little shot at me there. But I will say that I don't think the generation who watched those original Michael Bay movies are interested in this. I think this is catering to and courting a younger generation who grew up with the cartoon series beast wars that is what this is based on beast wars which is a cartoon series that uh was in the 90s for all the 90s kids and we were already in high school we were already driving cars we were already you know watching uh, like uh, adult television shows like Dawson's Creek and all those sort of shows, right? We were watching those. I mean, you know, we were watching that sort of stuff. Varsity while Blues. The kids, varsity, well, yeah, that's a movie. We're watching Varsity Blues. We're watching that sort of stuff, not the kids' cartoons. Mm-hmm. And so that, I think, is where this is going to live and die. How many people are nostalgic for that cartoon for that sort of, Hey, these transformers are actually animals, right? I don't know much about that. So I don't know if that's really going to bring people in the other problem with this movie, right. And makes it such a question mark is there's no stars in it. Mm. The first transformers Shia LaBeouf, right? Guy who was hot. He was off of a, a, a pretty big hit. Uh, I believe Distor- Disturbio came out before Transformers, and that was a pretty big hit for, for him. Um, Megan Fox was not a, a big star uh, before the first one, but she became a star. So those movies had stars. Mark Wahlberg came in later on in the franchise. This, does, this movie Kelsey does not Grammer have any... got brought in at one point. Absolutely. Frazier himself. Th- this this movie has no stars, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? And so mm-hmm. that I think is a huge, huge issue because you want to root for the humans along with the robots. And I don't see that that here. I don't see somebody who's like, if you would have gotten Haley Stanfield or, or she was in Bumblebee. Yes. And I don't know what her, I wouldn't really call her a star, but she definitely was a known quantity in a way, right? So obviously she hasn't 
she hasn't really taken off as a movie star. It's been very difficult for anybody to take off as a movie star. But I feel like if you had somebody who was hot, somebody who was up and coming as the lead in this movie, then you would have something here. That would bring in the casuals. That would bring in other people other than the Beast War fanatics and whoever's left over from the old generation who still gives a shit about Star Wars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it ha- it, the star of this, the human star, is Anthony Ramos, who you know, was the lead in Into the Heights, which did not click back in the summer of 2021. Maybe when he was signed up to star in this movie, they may have been hoping that was going to break him as a movie mm-hmm. star, and that did not happen. So, yeah, there is no human that I think matters in terms of getting anyone to the theater. That That is definitely true. Um, the director of this movie, uh, Stephen Cappell Jr., is not someone who I have ever heard. Oh, well, he actually, okay. I think he directed like, Creed 2. Directed too. Creed 2. But I okay. feel like here's okay. the thing with that is... He directed Creed 2, but I think most people just assume Ryan Coogler directed Creed 2. That, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, you know, and I'm not saying that because I didn't know he directed Creed 2. I do think there is that, that perception that Coogler directed both the first two Creed movies and then Michael B. Jordan directed the third yep. one. Absolutely. Um, so I think this guy gets credit for that in Hollywood, but I don't think he gets any notoriety from it from the general public no one cares that this is a stephen kapler jr film in the way that people did care that michael bay directed michael bay michael bay Mm -hmm. was a drawing card to those transformers movies and i think with bumblebee and now with this we are going to see just how true that was that those were not just people wanting to see transformers uh, movies. They were people wanting to see Michael Bay's Transformers movies. Yep. You had a director that was a star and you had actors that was a star. Like if you had, and I know she can't be everywhere, right? But just for example, Jenny Ortega, if you have Jenny Ortega as the lead in this, mm-hmm. then you've got something, right? Or if you get someone like, I don't know, Logan Paul, you got Logan Paul with the Transformers, that brings people in. But but there's no star power here mm-hmm. other than the robots, which we've seen a million times. And yes, there's a gorilla one. But I, is that enough? Is that a special enough sauce right. to bring people in? Well, Wannabe Owen turned Christopher. The, this Transformers movie makes a change from they transform into cars into they transform into animals. Our young mm-hmm. people, you know, the, the males in that 18 to 25 demo, that barstool demo, are they more into gorillas than they are into fast cars and big trucks? Because that may be the case. I feel like young people in Clayton and I's generation, they were into trucks and they were into cars, but has has the young male segued into being more into robots that would turn into gorillas? No, like Clayton said before, this was more of a 90s cartoon. So I think this just missed us. And my uh, age group actually grew up with the Michael Bay film. So those that's our connection to Transformers. So we're probably still more of a trucks and cars to people than any sort of animals. Wow. So that that is so true that the the young males or, the, or females or people, uh, people. of today... People they would be nostalgic for the 2010s Transformers movies, which are about robots that turns into trucks. So this... Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, the first one came out in 2007. So like, it, yeah, it was relatively early for us. Wow, that's right. So if you are 18 now, that was 16 years ago. Oh, you, you were a child. Children yeah. uh, who were in college... People who are in college now, when they were kids, they grew up with the Michael Bay Transformers movies. So... This is really nostalgic for people in their 30s, 40s. Yeah. Yeah. So Beast Wars then would be for millennials, younger to middle-aged millennials. Yeah. Which is... You know, like people in their mid-30s, right? Uh, We're a little bit... I'm a Gen X, so I'm older. You're you're a millennial, Pat. But... I'm I'm young Gen X. 
and I'm you know, Gen <laughs> X, you're a millennial. But anyway, uh, here's the thing that I was thinking about when you were mentioning, uh, that was a, a perfect point there, Christopher, when you said that the nostalgia is not for the cartoons, for people your age. The nostalgia is for Michael Bay movies, right? And that's mm-hmm. maybe why they're trying to make this look more like a Michael Bay movie. But 2007, like 2000s nostalgia is happening right now. Uh, I know there's like a big movement, even in, like in music, where people are really into what's called indie sleaze, which is music that was from the mid 2000s to the mid, well, probably like 2012, right? 2013. That is where these movies live Mm -hmm. in that sort of nostalgia zone. So is that nostalgia going to cross over to these movies or is it specifically for uh, a music genre and a way of, of dressing that is now popular again? Right? So there's a possibility that these transformers fit into that nostalgia frame that is being hot right now. Okay. I don't know if that's the case because you got to, if it's a Michael Bay movie, then that makes a difference. If Michael Bay is like, I'm back, I'm back, baby, I'm doing this. Then those people might go, but I just don't see anything to bring people to the yard here. Right now, maybe in a few years, you know, you really got to let this die for like 10 years and then do one. Then maybe you're going to do the Scream 5 situation as opposed to the Scream 4 situation, which is what these feel like. Mm. A little bit too early for nostalgia for, for these kids. Right, right. You know what I mean? The, the, mm-hmm. the, the thing, though, is, you know, they try to go a little lower budget with Bumblebee. Uh-huh. But unlike a Scream series, these Transformers movies cannot be made unless they cost a gigantic sum of money because they are about robots that are the size of buildings that could transform Mm -hmm. into gorillas and and into trucks. So that costs money. So making these necessitate that they have to be among the biggest movies of the year to be worthwhile. And I don't know if Transformers is going to hold that place in the uh, movie landscape the way that they did in the 2010. So I'll throw out something I heard on another podcast earlier this week. I was listening to The New Flesh, hosted by friend of the show, Brett, our horror correspondent, great man, hashtag horror lifestyle. lifestyle. And he and his partner, Jesse, were talking about the upcoming Transformers movie. And and, uh, Jesse, the co-host of The New Flesh, made a great point that I'd want to share here is that the Transformers movies downturn sort of coincided with the MCU going into that extra gear. Because I'm looking at side-by-side the Transformers franchise history and the MCU franchise history. And 2014, you had Transformers Age of Extinction, the last big mega hit in the series made $1.1 worldwide opened 100 million domestic that was 2014 then 2017 you get the last night which opened to 44 million opening weekend only 130 domestic only 600 worldwide so that is from 2014 to 2017 that is where the downturn happens and if you look at marvel in that 2014 to 2017 period that's where Captain American Winter Soldier comes out, huge turning point, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers 2, Ant-Man, Captain America Civil War, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Those are all released in between Mm. those two Transformers movies. So I think Jesse of the New Flesh makes a great point in that Marvel really pushed Transformers down the ladder, and Transformers Mm. is just so much less special than it was when Michael Bay started the series. And listen, comic book movies are not what they were, or at least the MCU is not what it was, you know, a a couple of years ago. But I do think these Transformers movies just feel lower rent, lower stakes now. And and I don't Mm -hmm. think the reboot now is really going to change that. Yeah, and actually, Pat, to add on to that, Scott Mendelson's brought that up too, because that happened for a bunch of franchises in 2016. That's when Star Trek, the latest Star Trek came out mm-hmm. and kind of bombed. 
that's what happened with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because they had the their sequel before their movie before that came out in 2014. It's because during that period, that's when comic book movies started to encapsulate not just the superhero genre, but also other genres like comedies and stuff like that. Like you could go to a comedy for Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. You could go to a thriller for Captain America, the Winter Soldier, while also seeing a superhero movie. And that's exactly Scott Mendelson's also pointing that out too. Great. So so that's that's the confirmation that we needed on yeah. that point. It's great that Jesse of the New Flesh brought this up, but Scott Mendelson confirming it makes it true. I mean, I think what we're seeing too is a lot of those franchises and IPs that got just trampled by the rise of the MCU. I don't know if they'll be able to make a comeback, but what we've seen is there are new IPs that are able to start and be successful now, including John wick, Sonic, Mm -hmm. super Mario brothers. You know, these are franchises that have started, you know, in the midst of the decline of the MCU. So they're not affected by it. They're able to Mm -hmm. stand out as being special, but something like transformers has that sort of, you know, stink of a loser. It stinks of an IP that has already been trampled by the MCU. And it's hard to make a comeback right now. And and I think we've mentioned this previously, and we'll mention this throughout the whole summer because it feels like a watershed summer. It feels like a changing of the tide, right? It feels Mm -hmm. like these things, like you said, that used to be slam doinks Mm -hmm. are now failing, right? Mm -hmm. MCU, Guardians is doing great now. It's holding on. I mean, look, I mean, it's beating out fast acts, but that movie is probably not only the last great marvel movie it's probably the last good marvel movie if we're being honest if you're looking at what's coming forward after that right so mcu is basically on the decline that is that is a hundred percent a fact like we said fast it's losing steam it's pretty much over for them pixar elemental bad reviews bad tracking pixar is washed at the box office it is it is disney plus all the way now transformers while it has already lost a lot of its glamour and a lot of its shimmer already this is the last gasp for this franchise mm-hmm. and there's nothing that makes me feel like it's not going to be just another old franchise that gets washed away with the tide here Mm. this movie is i think Mm. going to fail and you're not going to see a transformers movie again for a long time if they're smart because bumblebee did nothing to make people more interested in this and if these beast war kids don't come out for this thing they're done it's over actually they have an animated transformers movie coming out next summer also in june Wow. Well, I mean, that's going to do some turtle mutant mania bullshit numbers. <laughs> I mean, we, listen, that's going to do Clayton Star and I, Wars, Clayton and I are, Clone Wars bullshit. Clayton and I are on opposite sides of the turtles mutant mania debate, which is coming. I mean, that is something to stick stick with the B.O. boys for because later this summer it will be an all out blowout when Clayton and I are debating uh this this animated turtles movie listen if they survive listeners survive our barbie wars then they will be traumatized uh (laughs) when the mutant mayhem war happens it's gonna be successive battles but let's get into you know spider-man across the spider-verse adult animation taking cartoon taking a IP that people previously knew as live action and turning into animation and having the movie do as big or bigger box office than the live action versions did. That is something that happened last weekend that I did not think was possible, but it happened. So now when we look ahead at this Turtles animated film and we look ahead at this Transformers film, which was just announced by Wannabe O intern Christopher live on the B.O. Boys. <laughs> Maybe those are the way to go. I mean, look at the Super Mario Brothers movie. Previously a live action film that did nothing, went into animation, is maybe going to be the biggest movie of the entire year. So 
That may be the trend is to take these previously live action franchises and go animated with them and you could make more money than the live action version did. So, so yeah, we'll see. I mean, I agree. Listen, Pat, I've said it. And listen, I do think the future is adult animation. We're seeing this. You said it about what Harry I'm, Potter many years ago. I, you I, did. Uh, yeah, 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 of course. And that'll come to pass. That will come to pass. Warners, if they're smart, that will come to pass. Mm-hmm. The thing with the Mutant Mayhem, the Turtles movie, is that it doesn't have the innovation. It doesn't have the storytelling. It doesn't have the thing. Well, you haven't seen it. Making. You're, you're quick Pat, to judge. Pat, you're quick to judge. You have not seen the this, film. You have not this seen the Spider-Man film. Movie, you have not this Spider-Man movie is a league of its own. We are talking about a groundbreaking cartoon that is emotional and it's uh, and it's uh, uh, it's artistic in a way that cartoons aren't right. And maybe now, and the, maybe the turtles uh, mutant mayhem it, will be it, the same thing. We don't know. We have not seen the film. Cool. Like it looks like it has an interesting animation style, but I don't know if you can compare it to across the Spider Verse right now. I do think you this can't thing compare is right now because we haven't we've seen one movie and we haven't seen the other okay. movie. So you can't compare right. it. Well, let's argue let's argue when this actually comes out. But what I'm saying is yes, cartoons are the way of the future. But are we going to have a situation like this Spider-Man movie two months from now? No, I don't think so. I think this is a special movie is what I'm saying. Across the Spider Verse is a special movie. So well I had all the goodwill built up from the first film i think right. that's the key yes. ass to why this did so amazing that no one like no one thought it could other right. than me and clayton of course um you know and the other you- thing about this transformers movie when you talk about goodwill is that listen we're not critics huh critics uh-huh. aren't everything uh-huh. huh and obviously uh-huh. a transformers uh-huh. movie is not going to live and die with critics but you know this movie could have used the help of having really good reviews and having that advocacy. And that is not happening. I mean, this transformers mm-hmm. movie is at like 60% rotten tomato, which is not terrible, but it's not helpful in any way. There's no, mm-hmm. you know, people aren't because people are going to be on the fence naturally about this movie. You know, it's a transformers movie, two of them in a row of either bombed or underperformed. There's no stars this could have used some great reviews to get over the hump. And that didn't happen in the way that the great reviews obviously help Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. So, I mean, uh, want to be Owen turn Christopher would, would reviews affect the frat boy set, the stoolies set, the, the college guys would good reviews have helped this movie or does not that not really matter. I don't think people go to, especially college frat guys, do not go to Transformers movies for the good reviews. They definitely go to see um, big robots fight and make big explosions. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, the thing is, this is also a tough movie to sell now compared to the 2010s because the 2010s Transformers you could sell the sort of Michael Bay action sleaziness. You could sell Megan Fox bending over the hood of a transformer, which we're not going to say whether that's good or bad, huh? But it's definitely something you could huh. sell in 2011 that you can't sell in yeah. 2023. So these these Transformers movies are sort of a man without a country. You know, it's it's a, a movie about ass-kicking robots, but is ass-kicking robots something that that is even very marketable? right now i don't know i mean look at the fast franchise it's obviously on the decline from age but also because that type of movie might not be super in favor right now um mm-hmm. we we haven't gotten your thoughts on that uh wannabe owen turn christopher what are your thoughts on the performance of fast x and the viability of that franchise in general does do you agree with clayton and i that it that they really need to just make one more movie and get out yeah, I think the Dwayne Johnson movie is a very stupid idea. I don't know who greenlit that. You need the finale bump. Just get in, get out. I mean, obviously, this is always more of a worldwide play, but even that seems to be slightly on the decline. You can't keep doing this anymore. And Vin Diesel's been talking about he wants to do spinoffs after this main continuity ends, and I really don't know what he expects the BO to be with those things, but I don't think those movies will perform too well if they ever get made. 
What what is the uh, status of the fandom of Dwayne the Rock Johnson on college campuses right now? You know, obviously, when Clayton and I were in high school and college, he was the Rock. He was the the biggest thing in wrestling. He transitioned to a movie star. Has been a pretty steady giant movie star for the last, you know, I would say ten to fifteen years. He's he's just been at a real peak. And it feels like the last year or two, that's been on a decline. How do, you know, 18 to 25-year-old college guys, college girls, college people, people people feel about Dwayne The Rock Johnson right now? I honestly don't think his image has changed too much unless you are always online. I don't think any of the Black Adam or Shazam stuff really even crossed your feed at all or you even thought about it. So I think Dwayne Johnson is still the rock and is still one of the top dogs in Hollywood for sure for most people. All right. Well, good CEO. That's good oh, for him. Interesting. Yeah. Even after listening to our show and understanding how foolish he looks, it's surprising to yeah. me. It's surprising. Yeah, I know. You, you would think. You know? mm-hmm. But but remember, we're we're now sweeping college campuses right now in a way yeah that, now that, that we have the bar stool yep yeah now i think approval. they'll listen to us yeah. yeah 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 so that things could change for the rock unless he changes uh what the bo boys are saying about him you know he he could make a big mm-hmm. move he could uh much like kirk minahan did he could reach out and, and and say something nice about the bo boys and maybe come on the show and then maybe that changes the way the B.O. boys are talking about him on the show, you know, so that might be now, a move he needs to make uh, if he wants to keep his college fans. And now, Christopher, before we give our numbers, mm-hmm. the, the, the Spider-Man movie, Across the Spider-Verse, now there must be buzz on campus about this, right? I mean, this oh, is yeah. a huge um, hit. Yeah. People mm. are excited about it. Uh, you know, boyfriends are taking their girlfriends, girlfriends are taking their boyfriends, partners are taking their partners to see this movie. So do you see any feasible universe where this Transformers movie, this washed up franchise somehow beats the second weekend of a legitimate phenomenon? No, because I think Spider-Verse would have to drop over 50% for Transformers to even think about touching it. And I don't think Spider-Verse is going to do that. So I yeah. think there's no way that's even possible. All right. So now, there, there is a loss of PLFs here, though, mm. for Spider-Verse, which, again, more PLFs. If we have to say it every episode, we f- yep. will more PLFs. It is insane yeah. that you are not able to see across the Spider-Verse in IMAX for however many times you want. That's a $25 to, to $28 ticket that is just getting thrown out the window yeah. because we have too many theaters that have shitty sound, shitty seats, shitty lighting, all that why are there any theaters that still have cloth seats in this day and age why can you not recline in every seat in every theater in america okay yeah there there should have you guys see an imax in every three in every third theater in america in america and and that's being uh, yeah and i think that's being conservative pat you're being conservative and we can start slow which i like that you're starting realistic i'm starting realistically i mean of course there should be an imax in every theater in america yeah absolutely but yes 100 but i like where you're going with how you because you can't you know rome wasn't built in a day as they say right 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 that is what they say yeah, it, it is it is crazy that after the incredible performance last weekend, the overperformance, that it was such an out of control overperformance that even I didn't predict it correctly. That mm-hmm. Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse mm-hmm. is gonna lose any IMAX screens this weekend. You know, a record performance like that that even leaves me incorrect should mean that. It should keep every single IMAX, every single PLF, every single Dolby surround sound theater that it had last weekend. And Transformers should be getting those type of theaters 
because there's just enough to go around. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it is a disgrace, but it is going to affect Spider-Man's grosses this weekend because Transformers legally does have to get a certain number of IMAXs and PLFs. And yeah, and I don't want to make it seem like uh, Spider-Verse is not going to get any. No, it's no. Just, it's not going to be enough. It's, it's not, not going to be enough, enough to satiate yeah. the demand. No. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's get into our predictions for this weekend. But then after we do that, I do have one other uh, movie down the road that I want to ask Christopher about. But let's get into our predictions for this weekend, the weekend of Friday, June 9th, 2023. So... Um, you know what? I I'll go first. I'll all I'll, right. I'll take the bullet here. Okay. Um, I I I wonder if we're all going to agree on this, but I'm going number one. Spider Man Across the Spider Verse is going to finish number one, which is just man. It is it is tough. They, there's no way Paramount when they dated Transformers: Rise of the Beasts that they thought this movie would not open number one for the weekend. Yeah. This is a nightmare scenario. Um, but I think Spider-Man's going to open number one and it made 120 last weekend. So yeah, it's going to make probably high fifties, $58 million. It'll, it'll mm-hmm. drop a little over 50%. Number two transformers. I'm, I'm going pretty low on this. I think $45 million for second place. Yeah. I think this is going to be rough. Uh, Little Mermaid made $41 million last weekend. I think it'll drop less than 50%. So I think this movie finishes like around $24 million, maybe $25 million for number three. Uh, number four is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is mm-hmm. going to jump over the Boogeyman. And I think the Boogie... I think... The Boogeyman, though, is going to be number five and finish ahead of Fast X. Fast X is just dropping, uh, so I think that'll drop out of the top five. Yeah, I think with the people who are going to go see Transformers Rise of the Beast, that is a Venn diagram with Fast X. Like, that's definitely going to eat into Fast X. Anybody who'd be at all interested in that movie yeah uh yeah that's really bad for fast x yeah so uh christopher do you, do you want to go next since you are our guest uh, i know pat yeah. just jumped in to go first when normally <laughs> our guest to go first well yeah i took I, the know. bullet i took the bullet you yeah, took sure, the bullet he took okay yeah, yeah i did call uh, it taking yeah. the bullet i said that up top yeah, i didn't see any did. bullets fired but that's all right maybe i was taking a sip of water who knows yeah but um, but yeah, of course, obviously first Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. I'm going to go a little higher than Pat. I think it makes 60, maybe $65 million. I think it drops Love a it. little less wow. than 50%. Wow. Uh, but I do agree with him. Transformers number two, right on the money, $45 million. Number three, Little Mermaid, I'm thinking $25 million. So I agree with that. The Where we do change though is I think Boogeyman is going to stay ahead of Guardians all week. It has been tracking. It has been huh. doing numbers slightly better than Guardians. I think there's horror hounds out there. There's no no other horror movies right now. True. So mm-hmm. I think that hold is just going to be slightly better. I think Boogeyman will be able to edge out Guardians for number four and then Guardians number five. And yeah, Fast X drops right out. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, uh, uh, Brett and Jesse of The New Flesh, they would love that prediction that Boogeyman's going to hang in there. So what I am seeing here with the release schedule of Transformers Rise of the Beast is they're really trying to pad these numbers because looks like Wednesday previews are starting at 7 p.m. and then Thursday's showings are starting at 3 p.m. So they are going to try to pad these numbers out. So it's basically a five-day weekend. They're, They're doing the Wednesday opening and trying yeah, to get yeah. that into a three-day number. Yeah, yeah. Basically, wow. so so it's wow. a, yeah, so it's some horseshit because they know this thing is they 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 know this thing's in trouble, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that does not change my belief in that movie coming in at number two. Number one, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. I agree with Christopher here. I think this drops 
in the 40s. Wow. Because I just think mm-hmm. so many people wow. are going to want to see this movie. So that would leave it at what? Like about mm, 58, maybe something like that? Well, f- uh, 50% would well, be 60. Well, 60. It'd be like 60. 60, yeah. 60 yeah, 61, 62. I think that's going to be where it's at. Transformers Rise of the Beast. I'm just going to go... I'm going to go like 48 because of the Wednesday, Thursday Mm. BS that they're pulling. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a little bit higher and only because they're padding. And we will make sure that we let everybody know that they padded. Yes. Uh, Yes. uh, Those numbers are fake. Yeah. Expose. So expose the padding hashtag expose the padding. (laughs) Christopher, remember that when we um, got, you know, when you pull this clip, Mm -hmm. little mermaid, I think slam doink, obviously number three, this is going to still play well to the young ladies, the young, young, young ladies. Mm-hmm. And I think it's about the same as everybody's saying. It's going to be about like 26, 25, something like that. Here's the big one. You know, when you look at what's above it, Guardians, I mean, Transformers and Spider-Man, that is so much the same audience. Mm. That, mm. you know, I'm going to go with Christopher here and I'm going to say the boogeyman does it wow. just because it is okay. counter programming. Now, Guardians is so beloved, but so is Spider-Man. So I do think that there's going to be some cannibalizing there. So I do agree, boogeyman. But then I do think Guardians is going to uh, round out the top five here. Yep. So it is it is really something that none of us hesitated to put the opening weekend of this Transformers movie at number two. Uh, mm-hmm. I, again, there is no way that Paramount, even a month ago, even two weeks ago, thought that their Transformers movie would not at least open number one for the weekend. And here we are just predicting it as a slam doink that it will well, not Pat, finish number one. Because think about it. The first movie opened to 35, right? So if it opened to twice what it made the first time opening, that's 70, right? Mm. And that would have been crazy in their mind. And then say it has a 50% drop, that's 35, right? right, right. So they're like, yeah. even if we do poorly, even if we go 40, 45, we're beating this movie. Well, guess what? You're not. Right. They're not. It's it's yeah. it's gonna be a very and listen, Paramount the last couple of years, the the post-pandemic years, Paramount seems like it's had the golden spoon up its ass. You know, every mm-hmm. every decision yeah. they've made seems to have been right. You know, big blockbusters, Sonic movies and and Maverick and putting smile in yeah. theaters and so on and so yep. forth. But this Transformers movie looks like, uh, I mean, listen, we'll see what the numbers bear out, but it does not feel like this is going to be the start of a reboot of this franchise. It is, it's but not to, like in it. Paramount's we'll defense, we'll it, it, it's a, it is an IP that you can't have on the shelf. It is a, val- it's a valuable IP. They so had to do they're it. Gonna, yeah. They had to do yeah. it. Now, if this fails and they try it again, then that's, you know, fool me once, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? right? right. Then they have an issue there. Right. But uh, but listen, but as one of the Owen turn Christopher announced on the show, they're doing the Transformers cartoon theatrical movie. So, yep. Yeah. So we will see uh, this. They're going to, they got to try with this franchise because Paramount doesn't own, doesn't own Marvel. They don't own the Harry Potter world. They, they've got to really keep trying with these Hasbro IPs that they do own the rights to. So mm-hmm. um I do want to ask Wannabe Owen turn Christopher about a movie that's opening in a couple of weeks because mm-hmm. I, I feel like we got to get the college uh pulse of this movie. The return of the hard R sex comedy, No Hard Feelings, Jennifer Lawrence. Again, it's a sex comedy, something we used to get all the time back in the 90s and the 2000s or something about Mary's and your wild cats and your hangovers and so on and so forth. Those are the big three, of course. And Eurotrip, mm-hmm. Sex Drive, you know, that mm-hmm. it was just a staple of movie theaters was the hard R sex comedy. And it's making the comeback. So Wannabe Owen turned Christopher, those last couple of weeks on campus, 
were were mm-hmm. your your fellow frat guys and girls and people. People. Were they buzzing about Jennifer Lawrence in a sex comedy coming out in theaters this summer? Is it is do you do you feel the campus buzz for this? No, that is actually there is a comedy this summer that people were buzzing about, but it's not that. People are buzzing about strays. Yeah. I've seen that played in movie theaters plenty of times. Every time it does amazing. And when I've gone to theaters with my friends, they have turned over to me after the trailers and said, I want to see this. Wow. I've been seeing that played before plenty of movies, and I've barely seen no hard feeling trailers played. So I think Strays is going to be the comedy hit of the summer. Not not no hard feelings. Wow. And definitely not joy ride. Yep. Wow. Have you been in a theater where they have played the no hard feelings trailer and your, uh, your college friends just did not care, did not respond at all. I don't think I've seen any with them, but I know the theaters I've been in, the reaction's been good, but nowhere near as good as strays. Wow. I think strays is going to be the head of the, the comedy. Wow. So, so, so when Jennifer Lawrence in the trailer says, I'm going to date him, I'm going to date him hard. That hasn't mm-hmm. been like a catchphrase that's caught on on college you haven't you haven't you know guy go out or you know college friends go out on a date and you ask him how's it gonna go tonight and, and she's like oh, i'm gonna date him i'm gonna date him hard that hasn't happened that catchphrase hasn't no. caught on yeah not yet sadly wow wow interesting i, I think Str- strays has done a great job of promoting i know strays was i saw a lot of commercials for strays during i think the i think the nba playoffs yeah uh, and yeah nba they've been they've had a really huge presence on, during these sports and that's one of those movies it doesn't come out to august but it's it's out there and that is what you need right. to do to really sell a comedy yeah, no hard feelings is going to be really interesting. Well, do you have any sort of uh, Christopher? Do you have any sort of personal uh, like internet history with Je- Jennifer Lopez? Uh, not Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, yeah, everyone, my all my friends and stuff, we all grew up watching those Hunger Game movies and stuff. So everyone okay. for a period there was definitely a huge Jennifer Lawrence fan, and everyone still at least likes it. Like if people there, people are probably more inclined to see that movie because she's in it than if yeah. it was some other girl for sure. Got yeah. it. Okay. It's, okay. So that's something. She is a star. She yeah, is somebody she that you yeah, like. She def- yeah. I want, I would date her. Like this situation, if this happened to me, would be awesome. Yes. 100%. Okay. People, people okay. in my generation would definitely date her hard for sure. There we go. So that's, that's big. Something. That's big. She's got that star power. She's got that date power. Um, you know, which strays. The the reasoning I've heard that they push it to August is partially because of the writer's strike and that there's won't be talk shows to promote the movie on. And for a comedy, that is a big thing. You want to get your stars out there on these late night shows talking about it, which that could That's be smart. a problem. But it yeah. could be a problem for no hard feelings because yeah. who is better on a talk show? Who is more charming uh. than Jennifer Lawrence? And if you don't have her out there, Flirting with Letterman, flirting with Johnny Carson. Uh, who I, I don't know if they're still the the hosts right now, but either way, their shows are on strike. <laughs> and if you don't yeah. have Jennifer Lawrence flirting with these late night hosts and being charming, that's a big promotional arm that you don't get right now. So that could affect no hard feelings. We will She'd see. She'd be great on Craig Ferguson. Right, right. Your Craig Ferguson's, your Regis Feldman's, and so on. Uh, yeah. Get her on Larry King. You know, right now you can't have that because the writer's strike, but she would be mm-hmm. great on Larry King. So uh, good to to get that intel that Strays might actually be the big yeah. college breakout hit of the summer. So uh, before we go, want to be a intern, Christopher, anything else that you want to let us know about uh, uh, your outlook on the summer from the perspective of the college guy? And anything, you know, that you think we should know as we head into the summer? I think Mission Impossible is going to get a huge Top Gun Maverick bump. Everyone, everyone I know loved that movie. No one said a bad thing about it. And everyone sees Tom Cruise doing these crazy stunts again. I think that'll be a huge movie. Um, The Flash is going to be mixed. Not a lot of my friends are excited to see that. So that one could be very interesting. Um, 
looking past the summer, the Marvels, um, none of my friends are interested in that. Everyone seems to be off the MCU train. Mm -hmm. So that one's going to be rough, especially coming from a movie that did $1.1 billion in the lead up to Endgame now doing who knows what. And then I am on your side, Pat. I think the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie could be a sneaky big hit at the end of summer. Thank you. But yeah, that's um, thank you. That's my outlook on the rest. Oh, and Joyride, that comedy that's sneaking in the first weekend of July. I think that comedy is going to do even worse than New Hard Feelings. I think that's just going to get lost in the shuffle. Wow. Okay. Wow. And and last one I'll throw out you. I'll throw out here. Uh, quick hit. Barbie versus Oppenheimer. Uh, you can't Barbie hunt Barbie. Barbie. It, it's it's Barbie. I think a three hour. I know it's Christopher Nolan, but his name can only do so much nowadays. That is a three hour, sometimes black and white, adult oriented drama picture that is not even going to have all the IMAX screens because it's sharing it with Barbie. Tom Cruise is going around calling theaters up saying we I want more IMAX is for yeah, that's Mission great. Impossible he's he's second so great. Weekend. So yeah, I think I really do think Oppenheimer is going to be a bigger bomb than people are expecting it to be. Yes, yes. yes okay, yes. so here's the thing, and we it's so fucking late. We got to go, but my argument and the argument you're going to hear on this podcast coming forward, mm-hmm. I don't think oh, I don't think Oppenheimer is going to be a hit either. That's not yep, my argument. Okay. My argument isn't it's Oppenheimer over Barbie. I think they're both going to do poorly. That is my take, right? And I agree with you. Uh, you know, and I know that sometimes black and white, he came out and he said, it's a, it's only a little bit, guys. It's only a yeah, little bit. So yeah, he's yeah, even yeah, well, panicking people, a little bit. He's panicking. He's going he's he's to colorize those black and white scenes. He's going to call up Ted Turner could you get me the mm-hmm. colorization technology that you used on Wizard of Oz in the in the eighties and nineties? He's yeah, going to colorize yeah. those black and white scenes in Oppenheimer. To, to yeah. Watch, what mark my words. Um, yes, yeah, so I think that it's but this is an argument for another time, and believe me, there's going to be an argument mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. So great episode. We love getting the uh, perspective of the college set, and again, thank you want to be our intern Christopher for all the awesome work you're done you've been doing and you know what uh, we're making the decision here the internship continues the oh internship thank, continues. thank god you thank have not god. lost your internship okay so good. all of the other applicants apply again later in the future because the the position's not open right now mm-hmm. um yep. it's so. hard to beat the incumbent it's hard to be. It the is. Incumbent. Yeah. You, you know, you, you don't, you don't switch a, a horse midstream. Yep. Is what we yep. always say. So we won't do it. Um, so of course, email us the BO boys podcast at gmail.com. We love getting your emails. We love getting your predictions. We got some emails that we'll talk about on Monday with some predictions for this movie and we'll, we'll see how they pan out. So email us the BO boys podcast at gmail.com. Of course, follow us on youtube we are youtubers so down there smash that like button smash that subscribe button so you're watching this video on youtube and coming very soon on this channel will be bo boys court conceived by edited by co-starring wannabe o intern christopher so that is a huge episode coming exclusively to the youtube channel so find out just what that is by watching it on our YouTube channel. Of course, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Uh, leave us a review. Five stars helps spread the word. Of course, if you happen to have a large podcast or platform of your own, talk about the BO Boys. It helps get new listeners, uh, and uh, we appreciate that. And of course, follow us on social media, specifically right now on Twitter, at the BO Boys Pod wannabe intern christopher killing it with the clips and he's keeping it fair and balanced making clayton look good making pat look good making us both think that he is on our side so great job out of wannabe intern christopher there follow us at the bo boys pod and i i think we've done it i think that's it yeah, one quick thing, because we have to shout out one uh, B.O. Boy, Austin, who always sends us great emails. Mm-hmm. Going with Spider-Verse, 58 million. 
at number one, number two, Transformers, 50 million. So yeah. here we go. Yeah. That that is, I think that he is also a young man. He's also in that prime demo. So everybody's going Spider-Verse. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone is yep. going Spider-Verse. Uh we have, of course, Danny predicted this weekend that transformers will make 50 million dollars so he's going over 50 on it doesn't look like he's putting it over spider-man but he's going higher than we're giving this transformers movie credit for so let's see if danny's prediction pans out um so yeah right. i think that's it all right i, I think right. we did it i think there's nothing left to say actually yeah. mm-hmm. oh except for until next time well, well smell you at, at the, the box. 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 Box